A little sports. A little life. Look at the size of that crow. He's huge. A lot, Saskatchewan. This is the Bunny Hug Podcast with Grant Dick and Jason Blank. All right. It's been a little while since we've had a chance to catch up, uh, G, but it, uh, it, it's been... It's always great to do so because we always have some weird, strange things to talk about here on the Bunny Hug Podcast. Yeah. You know, it's been... Uh... Been a nice winter so far, you know, both in Alberta and Saskatchewan. I think we've um, come around nicely. It's uh, it's March here, really, right away. Which, by the way, I am doing dry fe- dry Feb because it's the uh, shortest month of the year. And <laughs> well, they put that extra day in here though this year though. That's so that, of course uh, for uh, for our family. That's a big day because uh, Jennifer, my sister is yeah. actually having a birthday this year and uh, she's turning 11. 11, yeah. I think it's 11. Is she 11 this year? Yeah, she'd be 11 this year, yeah. She'd be 11 this year, that's right, because she's 44, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. just told everybody how old Jennifer is. <laughs> yeah, that's what this this podcast is all about, real news. So that's yeah. <laughs> Real news and family, that's what it's all about. Well, right. yeah, so so how's Dry Feb going for you, man? Uh, it's been it's been good. You know, I had a couple of challenging weeks because really, you know, when it comes down to it, any any aspect of my life is always re- revolved around having a drink after work or having a drink with mom and dad on the weekend, right? Um, you know, if I'm traveling for work, right, it's down and having some dinners out with clients and vendors and, I mean... They're paying for it, so why not? But, exactly. Yeah. So, so last week, last week I was in Tampa, and I, I made it through. That was the most challenging week. I made it through a couple of vendor dinners, and I didn't uh, didn't have anything to drink besides soda water. Well, see, and uh, you know, I'm kind of along the same lines. I don't do dry Feb because I do dry life, but yeah, <laughs> but I am yeah. doing the. Uh, not the 2000 push-up challenge, but I'm doing my own push-up challenge. So I've done push-ups every day in the month of February. I've done 20 push-ups every single day throughout the whole month so far. Well, that's great. How do your, how do your arms feel? Actually not bad because I yeah. don't do a real push-up, so it's okay. <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> like I do yeah. a, a Jason Blank's version of a push-up and it works. Like I'm happy with it. Uh, I could feel it. And that's uh, good. yeah, but uh, so we're both looking to make ourselves better this month. Good on us. That's right. You do push-ups. I do pull-ups. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it works out the same way yeah. i think so yeah so uh you know one of the big things that happened this past weekend that uh, kind of brings up a lot of great memories uh is telemiracles so for those that don't know what telemiracle is uh it's been a fundraiser in saskatchewan uh for well our lives yeah i don't i mean it's been there every year since we we've been around for i think sure. so yeah but- so, uh, it's kind of, it's not the same as it used to be by any means. And us living in Alberta, at least now I can watch it through the, uh, technological world of Facebook and, uh, Telemiracles website, but I didn't cause I was busy this weekend, but I was keeping an eye on it through Facebook to see how things were going. And, uh, what I love about the Telemiracle side of it is all these families that uh, have, uh, dedicated money from their estates and make their announcements from their estates to make a donation to Telemiracle. And, and every time that I saw one of those posts, I had to like it, even though I have no idea who these people are, they seem like family. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, they're from Saskatchewan, so yes. Yeah, <laughs> it, feel, it feels like family. And it just kind of reminds me of, of watching the TV and, and searching for those names that you didn't know when it said, you know, Jason Blank donated $20 <laughs> yeah. or something right across the bottom of the screen. It does uh, bring back memories. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and I it's funny because it. we never, like, I, I always... We always talked about, I don't think, did we ever make a donation so that our name was Girl across the screen? No. no, no I, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's going against my motto because it's, my motto is it's better to donate than to participate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good words to live by, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so anyways, I got really thinking about the nostalgia part of it. And, uh, you know, our families always seem to get, get together during Telemiracle Week. Like we spent almost every weekend together growing up anyways. That's true. But, uh, Telemiracle Weekend was a big weekend because of course we were young. I remember, I think it was like, well, I was in Waldeck, so I'd have been like 10 or yeah. younger. And we'd always try to see if we could pull the all nighter. Yeah. Yeah. Watching, watching those awesome um singers yeah. into the wee hours of the morning <laughs> the guys that get that you know you know you've made it is when you get the two o'clock time slot on telemiracle that's right <laughs> this this was before the voice yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was people turning their chairs but i think they might have been turning them the other way <laughs> that's right they're turning their chairs to go to bed <laughs> but yeah like exactly you would see some of the most unique and strangest talents in the world. Like it, it's almost like uh, it was America's got talent at a telemiracle. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. <laughs> it's it really, really kind of cool. And, you know, I was thinking about this reason, but we would always watch it and why it's a little bit more difficult nowadays is farmer vision. I mean, we really only had, you know, three or four channels <laughs> and, one of them's French, so you're not going to watch that one. Yeah. And the, yeah. And uh, the other option is to watch Telemiracle all weekend. So that was that was our, our life, right? Well, and it's funny because, of course, in Saskatchewan at that time, so in where we lived in Waldeck, we had two channels and Channel 8, which... Uh, was, HBO. Yeah, HBO, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and both channels, one was CJFB out of Swift Current, and the other one was CKSK out of Regina, and they both had Telemiracle on. So if you switch the channels, you were still right. watching Tele Telemiracle anyways. Speaking speaking of your four four call letters that you just mentioned there, mm -hmm. I didn't know this, but Moosecha is CJAW. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. CJAW for the FM station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And CHAB. And uh, what's the other one there? I think that's it. Yeah. I think that and CKSW is Swift Current, right? Yeah, CKSW. Yeah. Well, we can get a hold to it, a whole app. Like, it's so weird now. I, my aunt was talking about how um, when my dad was growing up on the farm, that's what they used to listen to was CHAB out of Moose Jaw and CKSW out of Swift Current. And yeah. they would listen to the rock station, CHAB, and CKSW, the country station. Well, now CKSW is a rock station. Right? That sounds not, so weird. It does, that doesn't sound right. No. And I, I could, and CHAB is oldies, oldies, right? Yeah, and it used to be like the number one station. Like I remember, and then um, Country One Hundred, of course. Once they went FM, was Country. Yeah, but CHAB yeah. is now oldies, and the same styles on CKSW, which is you know. And, and when you listen to those oldies songs, like uh, like our station, Boom is um, it's seventies, eighties, and nineties. But 
You know, you get to your fifties and sixties, you've got to listen to it on AM because that's the way that music was supposed to be. That's that music was supposed to be listened to. (laughs) This is true. It reminds me of my one, my mono speaker ghetto blaster I got for Christmas one year (laughs) and was recording, recording the, uh, the countdown. Oh yeah. Yeah. The countdown on CHAB and, you know, because because I'm super funny, I thought it'd be nice to record a fart at the same time. And <laughs> you hear you hear Billy Joel and uh, and a little fart noise in the background, and then somebody you know, the twelve year old giggling in the back. That's me. <laughs> and, you know, that's something else too. That's why I love we do this show because we kind of we do set up topics. People don't believe yeah. we do, but we actually set up topics. But we kind of go off on tangents. Like that's yeah. something my kids and your kids and they will never understand the beauty of recording your own cassette tapes and putting in fart noises. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll even I'll even go back to say. The, the fun part of my childhood was looking up funny words like fart in the dictionary. <laughs> What's a dictionary? A slight, a slight explosion from the bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and we'd always have the thesaurus too. So yeah, you always exactly, have to... <laughs> the source. You, you, you can call it a fart if you want, or you can call it flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and another, uh, exactly, you know, uh, that's what I love about this show too, is we talk about the nostalgia, a whole generation will not understand Encyclopedia Britannica. No, no. Yeah. You always it try is... to look at those weird pictures or, you know, exactly. Or find out, you know, the word fart and where did it yeah. come from? Exactly. Where did it originate from? And it's not like you're watching the spelling bee on TSN. Uh, could you use that in a sentence? <laughs> right. I think so. Well, you know. Uh, yeah, we never, ever tried to figure out those words. We only figured out words that we thought were funny. Yes. Yeah. 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 Didn't really, I didn't really care about the words that actually matter, but <laughs> I mean, who's laughing now? Yeah, right? we are. <laughs> we are. Yeah. And it's still funny because I still don't care about those words that actually matter. No, I don't either. And, <laughs> and a fart, and a fart joke will go with me until the end of the day. Yes, it right? will. Yes, it will. Man, have we Italy, let's just, let's just say it, it lingers. Right. <laughs> Man, have we ever taken this show down to like a level we've never taken it before? That's good. I, I, feel, I feel good about it. <laughs> well, you should. You just farted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to our actual next topic that we, we were going to talk about, like winter sure. roads. So we, uh, I was driving back from Grand Prairie the other day, and, uh, you know, the highways were atrocious here this past weekend up around Edmonton that way. And yeah. uh, we probably shouldn't have been on the road. You know, like it was the roads were that bad. But, you know, I remember as kids, uh, one way I remember, we went to your place in Moose for Christmas one year, and mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to go to my, to our Aunt Mildy's in Neville. Uh, so we had to try to get back there, and the snowstorm that Christmas day was like the worst I've ever seen. We were driving, uh, I think we had our 80, 86 Honda Accord at the time. And yeah, I think I learned, I learned how to drive in that car. Exactly, right? And I remember my dad had to unroll the window so he could see where the edge of the road was. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, the craziness that we used to do on the roads and, you know, like, I, I found as I'm getting older now, I don't take those kind of stupid risks that I used to. Like, I, I know you're, here's one from you. I know that when you were living here in Drum, yeah. you used to love to take your Mitsubishi and leave here at like 
midnight after you're done your shift and drive back to Moose Jaw overnight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, cause there's no RCMP or cops listening to the show. Never. Yeah. I, I had, well, it was actually, no, it was my two forty, the one I bought from Heather Smith, Yep. the two forty, And, um, I drove that thing 190 kilometers an hour in some, some spots. <laughs> it was, it was a shorter drive. Like that, uh, Six and a half hour drive became a five hour drive pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But would you do that now, though? G, that's the no, thing. no, exactly right. No. So, uh, but there's lots of crazy stories. You got a good one for your brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember again coming from Medicine Hat to Musha, probably at Christmas or um, maybe it was Easter, but it was snowing. You couldn't see it, like you know, ten feet in front of you. So he's driving along the number one highway and then um, just all of a sudden sees headlights right in front of him. And this is two lane highways, right? So it's not like the guy was driving the wrong side of the road on that lane. He was physically on the wrong two lanes, right? <laughs> so yeah, Dale had to swerve into the ditch. And, you know, I think Margo and the kids were sleeping. <laughs> and, he comes out white knuckles and gets to Moose Jaw and explaining to to us what, what happened. And I'm like, you're lucky to be alive, man. Cause that like, how do you have time to react to headlights right in front of you when there's only one way you're supposed to be going on that road? Yeah. Well, right? that's the crazy thing. Like, uh, couldn't even imagine, you know, uh, I've never had that situation. Thank goodness. There was one time we went to, a uh, my buddy, Scott Morgan. Well, your buddy, Scott Morgan as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we went to a hockey game in Red Deer and we drove up and it was, it was not bad, but we went and watched the game. So that's two and a half hours, three hours later. Well, we come out and our vehicle is covered in six inches of snow. Oh. Yeah. And we decide, yeah, we can, yeah, we should be able to make it back. Well, when we got onto like the highways around here, we were making the tracks because the plows didn't even come out. It was so snowy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like that kind of risk, like what were we thinking? <laughs> it, you know, you just, for some reason you need to be home. Like that's, we get this in our head. Yeah. Um, I remember another one, we were up at the a hip concert in Saskatoon and it was me and four buddies. I was the designated driver. And so we, they all got ripped up and um, were fairly drunk when we were leaving but a big, big snowstorm. So I get on the highway from Saskatoon to Moose Jaw and I don't think I was going faster than 50 kilometers an hour the whole way. Hmm. And, you know, nothing really bad happened. It was just really hard to drive. Yeah. And, and, you know, I get back to Moose Jaw, um, like five hours later and, and my buddies just wake up and they're like, well, thanks for driving Grant. I'm like, you don't even fucking have a clue what I, what I just went through, exactly. but yeah, no problem guys. Yeah. So here's my question to you, because you, you, you talk to our friends that listen from Brazil and down in Florida all the time. How do they, do they, do they kind of get the concept of what we deal with, with snow and winter? Uh, no, they do not. Yeah. They, I mean, yes, they've seen snow. Um, they've never seen a winter tire probably in their life, but yeah. it's all summer tires. And it's not until you get to like Georgia where they get an ice storm once in a while mm -hmm. that they might understand how driving treacherously is, but 
like in a blizzard no i don't nobody ever has understood a blizzard yeah. what we don't have though in our area and what they have i actually experienced this a little bit in, in brazil was the treacherous rainstorms and when it comes down it's like the lake is just pouring on you like it's it's not it's not uh, a few drops here and there <laughs> and so when i was in in sao paulo waiting for my plane to take off well the crew hadn't showed up because they were stuck on the road because it flooded out oh wow and and i had just gotten there like 20 minutes earlier right so it wasn't i wasn't far behind that they 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 were just late and then we didn't end up leaving on time um and i've been driving like that in florida where i've had to pull over to the side of the road windshield wipers can't clean up or keep up yeah and you actually feel your car hydroplaning so it's it's a different thing but it it's uh not like snow i guess not like driving in a blizzard yeah exactly right so you know you have the visibility and the hydroplaning but here you know you hit the ditch and could roll (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) crazy well uh we're gonna finish things off with with a little uh whl hockey uh, and a, a little rivalry, of course, because, uh, you know, growing up, I was Waldeck Swift Current, Swift Current Broncos. And of course, Grant, you guys were all Moose Jaw Warriors. And, yeah. you know, you, you think of that rivalry, how big it's been. And it's like, it's ramped up again this year. Uh, Broncos, uh, they seem to have the number of the Warriors and it's happened actually for, uh, for years. Like I remember watching games in the tin can in the crush can in Moose Jaw. Like, yeah. uh, and warrior Bronco games. And they were always awesome. Like it was yeah. always such a great game and it still is today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, what I don't see, what I would like to see a little bit more is the rough stuff, you know, yeah, it's kind of got out of the game, so you don't see it as much. Um, but yeah, the rivalry there, it's really strange. Like the, either of the teams could be the best in the league or the shittiest in the league, but they always play each other tough mm-hmm. and you know, it's, we get enough fans here from Swift Current in the arena that it uh, kind of pisses us off. That same same in Swift Current, right? You get the fans coming in from Moose Jaw. It uh, you know gets you in a bad mood because you hear somebody cheering for the wrong team. Yeah, well, and here's my question for you because, of course, I've only seen one game. I think in the Moose Jaw Event Center now is what they call it. Uh, yeah. has it lost some of its luster? Like, is it oh. the intensity still the same in Moose Jaw? Cause that, the crush can was, it, it was just the place. Like you, you couldn't see the opposing, you couldn't see the other side, but the, no. the, the, the sound in that place was amazing. Yeah. No, the, the, yeah, the, the event center here, it's not, um, they're not even close to being what the civic center was in the crush can. Yeah. Uh, we find you know, even if you get like 3000 people there, which is a thousand more than you would have got in the crush can, it is not even close to being as loud. I remember sitting in the Vancouver, um, Musha Warriors playoffs and there's some Vancouver fans sitting in front of me and Musha scored. We, we know we start cheering. They turned around to me and they're like, where the fuck did all this sound come from? Like, this is crazy loud, you know, Vancouver, being used to playing in a uh, bigger arena, obviously. Yeah, exactly. At the PNE, I think at that time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But. So, yeah. Um, yeah. They, once, once the playoffs gets around, it's, it's a little bit louder, but it still doesn't feel the same. 
Yeah. Well, see, and that's where SwiftGrid's got the advantage. Like they, they've updated the IPlex or what we used to call was the uh, Civic Center back in my yeah. day. But the atmosphere really hasn't changed. Like, uh, I know I've been to a game. It's been so long since I've been to a game down there because I'm so busy with hockey here. But I've yeah. uh, uh, been to a game down there and uh, it still has that same feel because essentially it hasn't really changed. They've added seats to the, I guess it would be the east side. And uh, it's they've added some seats there, but it still has that old barn feeling, which is kind of the nostalgia part. That's that's why I like calling games here in Drumheller too, is because the this arena here in Drum was about the same age as the yeah. Civic Center in Swift Current, and it just got that classic barn feeling. Well, I think I think this is kind of what I've noticed too, because I watched a little bit of AAA and some of the SGHL. Um, a few a few years ago and that's the feeling I got from them as well is that those smaller arenas were maybe kind of what I miss and the, the, and also the rough stuff was there a little bit more yeah yeah a little more physicality and which is always good and that's you know we're getting into our, our playoffs here and uh it's uh, we're not gonna have home ice advantage unfortunately for the dragons but that's okay that's okay we'll we'll be fine we're going to win, but I just don't know how <laughs> we're going right. to do it. We're going to win. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, uh, I think we covered everything almost for this couple so. weeks anyways. Yeah. I think, um, was there one more topic that we were going to talk about? Probably, but I, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, that's right. Well, we're going to have a next time and a next time and a next time. We've got plenty of time to talk about stuff. Exactly. We are not going to stop this podcast, even if they tell us we have to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not going to stop. But then if they tell us we have to, we'll put a petition out there. And I'm sure we'll have a lot of people on the picket line fighting for us. <laughs> all, all 30 of our listeners. You betcha. Yes. <laughs> all right, G. Well, take care. And we'll talk to you in a little while. All right. Later, bud. Well, that was almost better than the smell of a freshly harvested field after it rains, eh? Uh, almost. This has been the Bunny Hug Podcast, hosted by Grant Dick and Jason Blank, with production assistance from Scott Mitchell. He's basically the 13th man. We, uh, pay him in Pilsner. Hey, who wrote this? Subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts and search for the Bunny Hug Podcast on Facebook. Produced by Blankman Productions.